This week on Lower Earth Orbit, we review the room. Welcome to Lower Earth Orbit, episode 45. I'm Steve Marvin. I'm Justin Voss. I'm Scott Stevenson. This week on Lower Earth Orbit, we review the iPad game The Room. So this is not a new game. It came out in 2012. Uh, but the reason it showed up on our radar was that just a few months ago, the sequel came out, The Room 2. And uh, to you know, great critical acclaim. And the previous game, The Room, also was a, you know, a big hit and a run, you know, won a raft of awards in, in 2012. And it seemed like something that would be, you know, kind of up our alley. So we, we checked it out. And um, the basic idea for this game, which is by a, a UK studio called Fireproof Games. And the basic mechanic is that you're in this room with this, you know, and there's like, there's like a table in the room. And there's this sort of, you know, interesting puzzle on the table uh, that you kind of, you know, you can, as you figure it out, you sort of, you know, get more little uh, pieces of the story. Like little, you find little notes and photographs and things that sort of advance the plot. And then as you sort of work through these puzzles, you, you know, go move on to additional levels that, you know, bring more puzzles and then, you know, more of the plot. And uh, so you kind of, you know, you basically have this, these, these 3D objects on your, on your iPad that you manipulate to sort of work through the, through, work through the puzzles. And uh, that kind of uncovers the basic, you know, you know game mechanics. So, uh, Justin, what do you think? So, um, I didn't know a whole lot about these games. I'd sort of seen the... You know descriptions of them online, but hadn't really looked into them a whole lot. And the impression I got was it was kind of mist-like, I guess, in mm-hmm. the way that you know there's these puzzles and the story is a bit sketchy, and it seems like you know as you I don't know progress through the game, it'll reveal more and more of like why all this is happening at all. And um, so I, I played, I actually put it on my iPhone, um, and you know as I was going through it, I was mostly with it but there were some things that i found kind of frustrating about the game um overall i think the atmosphere is really cool i think the graphics are good um i think the sound is actually kind of cool too um but my problems with this and actually a lot of games sort of in this genre and i think mist is maybe guilty of this to a degree is that the puzzles are really hard and they're hard because it's unclear like what you're supposed to be interacting with. That's true. And it's also, especially in this case, it's unclear like what mode of interaction you should be using with the game. Yeah, so there's one in particular that I want to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Should we say that for the spoiler break or not? I don't think yeah, it's that spoiler well, issue. Well, are you talking about the tilting? Yeah, the yeah. tilting oh my gosh. so oh. hard to figure out. That was yeah. insane. So bad. Like, it's not clear. I had to use little hints up in the yeah, corner. I had to as well. Like, you tap and something's happening. You're like, oh, yeah. I used to tap more or not. I, 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 did it full, <laughs> I actually did it fully by accident. I was like, I was like, what is going on? I got frustrated. I was like rearranging myself. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, when you move. Yeah. But it's just, there's nothing really to indicate that that's the case. Yeah. That's really frustrating. And there was another part where um, you actually have to use more than one finger. You have to use yeah. like, two fingers. Yeah. Or yeah. Which, is, those, yeah. which is cool. I mean, you know, games that take advantage of that can be really interesting. But there was, I don't know, there was a part where it's like, 
not only do you have to recognize that this thing on the screen is interactive, which is not obvious, yeah. you also have to like slide it up and push something uh, underneath. I and know what you're like, talking about. Ah, I had to Google it. I had to look it up. I was going to be well, stuck I, on well, the I had to use the hints for that one. Yeah. Even the hints didn't help me. With oh, that really? One. The hints were like not descriptive at all. The hints are I pretty knew, conservative. Yeah. I, I knew exactly what I needed to do. Yeah. I just couldn't figure out how to get to the thing. You yeah. know? And it's like, oh, you got to do these two things at the same time. Oh, there's, which there's, not clear. there's a number of places, particularly there's one with the gears where like sometimes like you know, you, you'd like, cap them to like remove them and yeah. they would just not remove. But I had to like just like that tap that yeah. hundreds yeah. of times. The gears were like, insane. Yeah, yeah, you know, and I thought the gesture just overall were like really confusing and like unintuitive. Like, Double tap to, to zoom in, but then like pinch to zoom out. Yeah. Some, sometimes pinch to zoom in, but like most times it would not work. Yeah. You know, and that was, I thought was really frustrating. Yeah. So those those kinds of inconsistencies and sort of the unclearness of what I'm supposed to be doing kind yeah. of really pulled me out of the game. Overall, I think it's it's got a cool thing going on, but it is it is sometimes frustrating to play. Yeah. So that's what I got. What do you think, Scott? Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, I think I think I liked it a little bit more than you. I, a lot of the same complaints, absolutely. Yeah, I, I can't think. I can't tell you the number of times I was sitting there thinking to myself, "It's like I'm staring at this box." I'm like, "Can I? Can I move the little dial? Nope, can't move that thing. Can I? Can I twist the screw? Nope, can't twist the screw." And then I hit the hint, and it's like, "Oh, well, did you notice that one of the leg pegs is off a little bit?" And it was like, "Oh, yeah, but I, I tried to, you know, push it, and nothing happened. But then I tried it again because it told me to do it, and then I could mm. figure it out." So there was a lot of stuff like that, and you just have to. I mean, it, it is one of the most frustrating interactions you can have in a game is like when you're doing something that you know should work, but it won't react. And it's because you just haven't used enough velocity or exactly the right little minimal target or whatever. So there's a lot of that. And it is kind of frustrating because it's sort of like as the game progresses, you just don't know, is this not working because it doesn't work? Or is it because I am trying to I'm just not doing exactly the right way. So there's there's like 20 percent failure rate on on the interactions. But that said, 80% of the time that it does work, it's really cool. I mean, I really like... The sound design is a really good point because it, it, it really helps sell this sort of immersive environment. Did you use it with headphones or anything? I did, yeah. Okay. I think it was a huge because, difference. Because I, uh, some of the reviews mentioned the sound design and then I actually read after I played it yeah. and I was like, wow, I did not have that experience at all. And I guess just maybe... Just you, the, you didn't play with headphones? No. Oh, okay. Yeah, I actually have, uh, what do you call it, the in-ear mm-hmm. headphones, which actually makes a big difference. If you play it, you should definitely play it with something like that. Okay. Um, yeah, so like if you if you sort of look past sort of the the flaws and whatever, the core of it is super cool. I mean, I think the concept, I love the concept of like you've got this puzzle box, kind of like Monument Valley, where mm. my favorite level in that whole game was the puzzle box level, and this is sort of that same idea, but just you know a, a full game just of that. Um, obviously, the art direction, whatever, is different. But I, I mean, the core of it is really cool. It's like you're breaking into this box, and these these little things you got to pull and pull this and push that, and then it opens up and something new happens, and I, I love that. I love the atmosphere. It does this kind of creepy thing really well. And it's, the further you get through the story, you kind of get more insight into like what what this sort of null element is. Um, and it does it in a pretty kind of creepy, interesting way. Um, so overall, I like it. I mean, I think I would recommend it. You just have to temper your recommendation with. There might be some frustration trying to figure out what to do. Um, but I, I had a lot of fun playing it. Well, yeah, I had a lot of similar sort of interactions as you guys did. Um, I think I was less positive than both of you know, either of you guys. <laughs> I mean, I, had, I came in like Justin with sort of this expectations of something mist-like, and I felt like it had more of the parts of mist I didn't care for, and mm. less of the parts that I liked. Like I really loved the world of mist and the sort of the, yeah. you know that that whole like you know what happened to these people? Where are they? Why, why are they gone? Like there's the clues that you find, and there's this beautiful and strange worlds that you. And the whole mist series is like this, although it gets you know. It goes downhill over time, but like, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like particularly, you know, uh, Mist and, and Riven, I mean, the sequel to Mist, yeah. um, 
just have like, I mean, just nothing else. You can just go through this, you know, majestic, you know, world and yeah. it's like really strange cultures and like and the puzzles there feel less like they're like puzzles and more like this is just like this, you know, this world that people abandoned and you're just reverse engineering their civilization. Like, yeah, this is just the strange way that they decided to build their control power for their power plant. Right. And that's just how it is. You know, I can kind of buy that. Versus here, like with this like box, it's like, well, this, no one would ever build a box like this unless they were specifically trying to create this like really crazy puzzle yeah. to make someone, you know, like have to, you know, have to figure out, you know. I, th- I think that's the idea, though, isn't it? No, it, it is, you know. Uh, and so, but, but, like, but, but like, even <laughs> even that's like contrived, right? Yeah, it's so like, contrived. Yeah. Why would anyone ever create this puzzle box with like these crazy clues? It's not like, it's like he built a box and you're reverse engineering his box, but it, it's a perfectly sane box. You know, this is an insane box. <laughs> like it is designed to have to to be like really like hard to figure out. I, know, I mean, it's not, it's not super hard, but it's like sure. I mean, it's just you know, it's like there's like you know, you'll, a part of a puzzle will be inscribed on this corner. Why? Why is it inscribed in this corner? Like you know, like why, why is it open at all? Yeah. <laughs> Why does that key? Why do we even know? have that letter? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Ever seen Groot? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> the cut to a screenshot. <laughs> That'd be great. Um, so yeah, I mean, I maybe haven't got far off along in the story to understand like why this crazy you know box exists at all, and like why someone would go to all this like extraordinary effort <laughs> to make a box that's just really hard to open. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, it just it's it's just so like it's just one step beyond like I can that I can really like. You know, beyond where I can suspend yeah. my disbelief, and and so it's okay. It's like, well, okay, it's about pu- a puzzle. For, you know, opening this box. That's the game. That's that's fine. It's not as like that alone is not really my thing. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I like the little bits of story we get on, like the photo, like, I mean, the, the mm-hmm. photographs and the yeah. little you know clues. But there's so much other crap in between. Just so much, you know, like tapping and you know swiping and you know staring at this box to, to get to those like little things. <laughs> <laughs> and and like I don't know. I I always hate these like. The whole world, the interactions feel so contrived. Like, oh, you know, you can open this door, but you can't close it again because you don't need to close it again. So it doesn't close. Like, I actually, really, well, I think that's a good thing because then you could you could waste a lot of time sort of mucking with things. I know, but I, I like yeah. it when games like make feel like the world feel more real. You can close oh. the door again, or whatever. Like, I like you know, like it's like okay, I've, I've done what I need to do here. You know, and like you, you know, you can double tap on areas and zoom into them if there's anything interesting there. But if it's not, you can't zoom in there. Like, no, I, I wish I could be like it was like fully interactive. Like, look oh, at any see. part I want. Yeah, like, it was like a real yeah, thing. Like, yeah. it, felt, it feels like there's too much hand holding. Yeah, you know, like you're tapping something, there'll be a little like little like thought bubble. Like, oh, I should focus on the sides first. Yeah. How did I know that? Like, <laughs> I was at the top right now. Like, aren't, isn't 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 I me? And shouldn't like I be allowed to look at what I look at? You know, it's like yeah. it's like how do I know that I should focus on the sides first? You know, like you, you should play more open world video games. <laughs> but they have all kinds of thoughts about that. It's like, hmm, well, it's nighttime, so I probably shouldn't go there right now. But I mean, I think I think they're just trying to like make it more accessible so that yeah, you don't yeah. get to. I mean, I definitely appreciate that level of handholding because yeah, I do too. If everything gonna, still yeah. worked after I was done with it. I would spend forever going down rat holes, yeah. like trying to figure out like, oh. What if I go back to this place where I was, and I think there was a thing. What if I pick up the dice off the table, and then I'll be able to, to <laughs> back to the line. just for example, as an example, right? Like, so I definitely, <laughs> definitely appreciate you know that it that, fences it off once you're done. Yeah. Like, nope, you're done with that area. Now it's time to focus on this area. That's sort of a classic yeah. for whatever it's worth. That's a classic sort of Zelda game mechanic where you have these pretty elaborate puzzles over the course of the series. And the only way they make it manageable is once you've kind of gone through the gate of you've done it correctly, they do not let you go back just so that you don't spend eternity trying to figure out, is it like that thing I left in the other room that I'm not supposed to bring into this yeah, room? And I, I know what get, you're saying. I'm just saying I get that too. But I mean, like but the Myst series manages to do that without the, those hints. Yeah. You yeah. know, and like, and just there is a lot of going back to this, this something that, that's a total dead end, you yeah. know, and. But do you think, do you think but, that would, su- like, do you think that would succeed as sort of like a mainstream game today as, as the original was? 
Like mist? Yeah. Because I think it wouldn't. I think it would be too dense. Really? Yeah. I mean, you guys know more about mainstream games than I do these days. They, uh, I don't know. I was thinking about that just earlier today. Yeah. I was like, actually, if you were to like re-release Mist like today with no context around it, would it be as successful? I think people would. I could see the app store. <laughs> <laughs> be tough. This totally doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it would be tough. Um, I mean, tactical limitations aside, you know. Yeah. It'd be a tough sell because it is. It's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's really quiet. <laughs> There's yeah, a lot of yeah. like just futzing around with mechanical things. You don't really know yeah. what you're going to get. I felt so much more satisfied when I figured out like puzzles on Mist. Than totally, I this. yeah. Like this is just like, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it just felt like junk food. Like, oh, I keep going mm, to the next thing. Yeah. There was a tiny bit of a high and then not the next thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no like, I got to done with a level. I didn't feel very satisfied. You know, I was like, oh, now it's another level. Okay. So it wasn't level. enough that you get the little pieces of paper and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But you, but you was, wanted more than that. Yeah, I wanted more than that. I wanted more of this world. Like, I, I'm intrigued by the world, you yeah. know. But yeah, like, it's pretty cool. But I, I just feel like it's such, such a plotting experience to get to that next scrap of story mm-hmm. that I don't know that I'm going to like, I'm going to finish it, you know. By the way, I like that they, they kind of chose like a... Um, like a, I don't know, early 1900s? Is that is that what the time period? Yeah, what time period are we supposed to believe? It feels like late 1800s. Funky, yeah, I'm not sure what, yeah. Uh, I, the t- they've got the top hats yeah, and stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I think it's an interesting choice. It's, yeah. it's sort of like Bioshock Infinite time period. Maybe? Mostly? Yeah, maybe, maybe a little earlier. Yeah, I really do like that aspect of it. I wish there was more of that, like more, you know, more of this historical mm-hmm. context. You know, you know, like if you could leave the room and see something else, like that would be great. Right? <laughs> yeah, but it would be called the other room. <laughs> 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 um. Yeah. So you really just want mist? <laughs> whatever. What's what? It's whatever the new oh abduction is that the one? Yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. That one? Oh no, no, no. That was okay. already over. I think. Okay. Was, yeah. yeah, I think we both we both did that. That, yeah. that could be interesting. It's going to be a while. It's going to be what next? It's 2015, like September or October. Yeah, I haven't I haven't wow. followed all the updates. There's so many updates for like the Kickstarter. Like it's like <laughs> update 172. It's like, I, after a while, I stopped. After a while, I stopped reading the updates. But yeah, it's, it's still a ways off. So do you? How would you compare this to Monument Valley for you? Because you were the one I think that was most sort of unsure about your experience in Monument Valley. When I mean, we both I mean Monument it. Valley, I, I played all the way through. Yeah, and, and Monument Valley had going for it like I think what it had going for it was that it was just so beautiful. Yeah, that 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 delight for like the beautiful worlds themselves um, was enough to keep me going, mm-hmm. you know, even though when the story was kind of thin and the puzzles were you know less engaging for me. Mm-hmm. Versus here, like I, it I mean, the aesthetic is kind of cool, but it's it's not not even the same ballpark as monument valley mm-hmm. for me um well it's doing it's doing a different yeah thing and I artistically feel like, i feel like like with the pace about the monument valley was better like if yeah. i could you know, click mm. through oh, those okay. levels right. you know and i'm, I'm like I'm, I'm making progress i'm like yeah. you know and and here it's like also i had a new because of all of the sort of pre-release hype for monument valley that oh you know it's it's not that long of a game it's only yeah. like a certain number of hours you're gonna play and i played it for two hours three hours whatever it was and then got through Versus, like, I was like, I could probably look to see how long this is going to be, but I have this feeling it's going to take a really long time, like, like way more than two hours for me yeah. to get through this entire game. And, like, I just, for the pace of, like, the story, I feel like I just, I can't really imagine spending that much time in this game. Yeah, when I unlocked the first box, I, I was positive by the time I was, like, on the last bit of that puzzle. Like, that was the end of the game. Oh, really? I, I thought oh, it was. Really? And then I was like, oh, there's more. Because I, I had spent, like, two and a half hours, like, going through that box and everything. And I was surprised. I was like, oh, there's another box. <laughs> Which is yeah. cool, I mean, because there's more content. But it was, yeah, yeah, it was yeah. it kind of set expectations weird. Like, it wasn't, you know, with Monument Valley, you finish it a level in, like, 15 minutes. Yeah. And you expect, you know, it would keep going. But this, the box took, I don't know, how long did it take you guys to finish the first level? Like, more than an hour? I don't think more than an hour. Yeah, I would say, uh, well, maybe an hour, hour and a half. Okay, I yeah, that's probably exactly. closer. Yeah, yeah that's probably yeah. closer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that from looking at the table of contents of the walkthrough that I eventually had to look at, I think there's like five or six chapters where yeah. each chapter is like one box. It's pretty long. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. quite a bit longer than Monument Valley. Yeah, which 
so yeah, I just don't know that I, you know, I would have the patience for all that. Yeah. Um, so my, I, yeah, I would, I would wholeheartedly recommend my Valley just by anybody. And yeah. like, I mean, probably a lot of people really like this game, but yeah. like, I personally have a hard time recommending it. Like, it just feel like it. I don't know, maybe we reviewed some of the other more, you know, more awesome games, you know, recently that it just it's disappointing in comparison. So but, how how would you? I mean, just just for my own personal curiosity. Yeah. So like, do you like how does this like with Monument Valley? So you like Monument Valley better? Yeah. Did you like Hitman Go better than this even? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Like Hitman Go again, the pace was better. Like I think I could get through levels quickly, you know, more quickly, and they were they were adding new mechanics, you know, decent enough yeah. pace, and it feels like the levels here seem. I haven't yet kind of. I mean, aside from like the tilting thing, which happens in the first, you know, the yeah. first chapter, doesn't look like they're really adding any new mechanics or anything that they you know. Not really. Be... You just use the gla- the whatever, the lens. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sometimes, but it's weird because it's just like it's like when you're exhausted, all the other options. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, it's strange. It's like, yeah, it's not clear when you can yeah. and can't use it. I mean, there's there's at least one sort of gimmick, which is sort of like that rainbow sheen you see, in mm-hmm. Pass, which is sometimes like a giveaway. But there's other times where you look at something and it's not at all obvious that you should use yeah. it. And you're like, I guess I'll use the thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you like it? I think I agree. I think I like Hitman Go better than this. Um, but I still, I still like this quite a bit. I mean, because like when the when you're like really in it, when you've got like all the sound stuff, and maybe maybe playing headphones actually it might, it would make a pretty help, big yeah, difference. Because yeah. that immersion was part of the experience for me. I was like, like the longer I played, like the more kind of creeped out I was about mm-hmm. the whole thing. And like yeah, that's cool. Yeah, and I, I remember like being really creeped out by the sound design and like Riven, for example. Yeah, you know? and I, I didn't have that experience at all here. And that also, I think I, I remember that now. So it, it was that impressive. So it, yeah, I can see how that could really elevate the experience. Yeah. Um, okay. So yeah, like I mean, I mean, like right now, I'm kind of like I don't know, like I wouldn't even say that I like liked the game. I oh mean, really? I would say that like okay. you know, like I, you know, I, I don't think I really wasted an hour and a half. But I feel <laughs> yeah. like I, you know, like I, I don't want any more. <laughs> okay. So you, um, you don't want to try the sequel then? You wouldn't try the sequel? I mean, maybe I'll try this next level with the sound, just see if that makes a difference mm-hmm. and see how that you know what that would you know, report back. Opinion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like yeah, right now I'm not really feeling terribly excited about the product <laughs> of a sequel. Um, I don't know. What about you, Justin? Uh, about whether I'm going to play it or whether yeah, I'm going to play the sequel? No, I want to finish it. I mean, I feel like I'm just curious to see where the plot kind of goes. And I, I think the puzzles can be fun when they're not, you know, frustrating in their, you know. Oh, construction. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll keep playing for a while. And I don't know. We'll see. I think the sequel will probably be more of the same is my suspicion. I suspect they probably aren't going to change the mechanic too much. For the I wonder if they sort of fix some of the interaction issues, though. Oh, and they very well may have. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, just bugs. I'm yeah. sure they will have gotten rid of some of those. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would say that, like, if you've seen the game and you're thinking to yourself, oh, that's cool. It'll be like Mr. Ribbon. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Go play Mr. Ribbon. Go play Mr. Ribbon instead. <laughs> those are also available for iOS. Just get those instead, yes. and you will have a much better time. But if you just want, you know, a puzzle game in you know, sort of the creepy environment that isn't that sort of thing exactly, then this could probably be pretty cool. You can't, I, I should say, the difference between this and maybe some of the other games we talked about is it, pretty is it is pretty easy to just, like, play for a few minutes at a time. This is true. Because you can do one part of a puzzle and then stop. And I don't, you, you yeah, I didn't, can't I didn't really do, do like that an hour and a half. Or I, I, didn't, I didn't play this game for, like, you know, just straight for that yeah. hour and a half that I, for the, like the first one I kind of did, yeah, 30 minutes and 30 minutes and five minutes yeah um yeah so i I would i mean i think i think probably the most positive one here and the interactions are frustrating but the when it works it really works um and i like that so so i think our overall recommendation is positive yeah but not effusive yep (laughs) (laughs) i'd love to see that scale (laughs) effusive (laughs) 
I want to see like the chart like show behind us, you know. Here, did you ever play in the earlier Sim Cities? Like they would they would rate the quality of the land, and one of the ratings for the land was like shoddy. Shoddy, <laughs> <laughs> so bizarre. It's like we should have shoddy up to effusive. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> So, uh, yeah. So, if this sounds like your kind of game and you're not <laughs> thinking that it's... Do you like puzzles? Do you like puzzles in rooms? Well, we got the game for you. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, thanks for listening. Uh, you can send your feedback uh, to us at feedback at um, lowerthorbit.fm. You can fi- follow us on Twitter at Lower Show. And you can find the show notes at our website, lowerthorbit.fm. We have and, a YouTube page. And our YouTube page that I always <laughs> forget to mention. At youtube.com slash lower show. And the latest number on subscribers is 18. Oh, so we are, we are almost at 20. So, you should, <laughs> so we get two people to go past the 20 mark. That'd be really exciting. But yeah, we, but our, our uh, Monument Valley interview is incredibly popular. It's, it's, you were just talking about that before we recorded. Yeah. So it's, I think it's, it might be our most popular episode. YouTube so sent me an email recommending that I watch are <laughs> Monument Valley which is surprising for two reasons. For one, because, uh, you know, it's our podcast. But two, I actually watched it. <laughs> so it How be- was it? Did it turn out good? <laughs> would you recommend it to our audience? I highly recommend it. It's much better than The Room. <laughs> I'd love to see. Maybe that should be our chart. Like, things Steve likes in order. Monument Valley interview. Well, Monument like, Valley. Uh, the Room. You guys ever watch Top Gear? Like, the UK Top yeah. Gear? And they've got the giant, like, Oh, all cars? Thing. Well, no, it's, it's <laughs> all the times around the track for like all the people that come and guest star on the show. Oh, and they, so part. like a person comes to guest on the show and they do a lap around the track and they write their name and their time on this little that's in this little awesome. scrap. And the very fastest time at the top, and the very slowest time at the bottom. They do this little thing where like they bring out the person's time. And, like it goes. He- <laughs> <laughs> oh, look! You've just beat Pierce Brosnan's time. <laughs> like that's awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. That's so what, that's like that, except for things that Steve likes. Exactly. Like, goes right just below <laughs> Monument Valley. <laughs> that's how, Top Gear is one of those things I want to see, but it's just like, I feel like I'm, what, 15 seasons past the beginning. You don't of, have to see any particular episode. Oh, okay. you just, there's no continuity. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> just, <laughs> it's not a serial <laughs> Not really, no. Just jump in. Just jump in any I've, of them. I've seen, I've seen the episodes where they have like, I think they had like a mini, and they were racing around a mall nice. or something like that's that. Awesome. Yeah, things like that. That's that really, really cool to check out. And then the, the uh, like, they were racing the, the Prius and what the heck was the other one? Like a P and an M3. Yeah. And they're trying to make the case that the M3 actually had better gas mileage. Yeah, how'd that go? Uh, the M3 won because they, they drove the Prius so slow, <laughs> it was actually sabotaging the system. Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> there's, a, there's a great, I don't know if it's episode or series of episodes where they um, they dump them in some country, I don't know if it's like Thailand or something. Okay. And they give them a certain amount of money. And they don't tell them what the exchange rate is. It kind of sounds like a lot of money. Yeah. Like, okay, you have to buy a vehicle to get yourself from here to this other city, which is like 500 miles away. And they're like, oh, we're going to go get all these cool cars with all this money. It turns out that it's like $200. <laughs> <laughs> they get a wheel. They get, they get scooters. They all get scooters. Oh, my God. They're motorcycles. And they have to drive these like all across. Maybe it's Vietnam. I don't remember. They have to go like basically across the entire country <laughs> on these motorcycles. Oh, they're powered scooters. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they're not okay. like, you know, like $200. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. No, no, no. They sense. have engines, but they're not okay, cars. Okay. You know? okay, that makes more sense. That's a pretty good one. Maybe we should start there. Yeah, I'll think a few recommendations. Oh, okay. So we have to say, so one, uh, I was a guest on Up, Up, Down, Down. Mm-hmm. So you guys should check that out uh, because it's it's a really great show, which I, strangely we've never mentioned on our show. 
But I think we we both listened to every episode. I don't know if you've have you heard an episode yet. Have we not mentioned them on the show? I don't think we, we ever have. I don't think we ever have. I think we mentioned Alan on the show. Who that's who, true. Who, who well, like, yeah. Up, up. In, in like the, or after dark, we, we yeah. mentioned that, and uh, and he heard that, and he was like, "Do you want to come on the show?" <laughs> so I was I was I think like in February I was on an episode um, about like game reviews, and then I was just on one where they did an episode on um, open world games. So we talked about like Infamous and Zelda and all these other things. So if you haven't heard that, we'll put in the show notes, but you should check that out. Um, and it's a really cool show. I mean, we, we both watch it. Yeah. I definitely want to watch it. I just... I'm, I'm I shouldn't say watch it. It is an audio podcast. So yeah, listen to it. It's an easy thing to like pop in as you work or whatever. So yeah. Um, oh, and so we heard back from the creator of Chew. So oh, yes. I sent it. So we recorded... John Lehman. John Lehman. So we recorded the episode and we had kind of mixed reviews. So I was just like, ah, I don't know. I'll send it to him, see what he thinks. And it was... Oh, you sent it to him. He didn't find it. No, no, no. Oh, I okay. sent it to him. Yeah, on Twitter, I sent it to him. And he... Based on his feedback, he watched the whole episode, and uh, he basically suggested that if, if we read a little bit further into the series, I think a lot of our concerns would be addressed. So, And it's actually, it's interesting because he actually was writing for uh, Batman Eternal, which is another, you know, a DC thing, and stopped working on that so that he could continue on Chew. Um, and it, there's some, it's some astronomical number, like 27 or something like that, that they're in right now. Because you mentioned well, well, that they, well, they, they like, zoomed ahead. Yeah, they jump ahead, but then, yeah. so they're not actually actually really at 27 yeah. or whatever. They're, like, they're really at like 13 or something, yeah. but they flashed, flashed forward. So number 27 is actually the 14th that's been published, but it's a Yeah, it's something like that. Yeah, it's something like that, yeah. I feel like we talked about this on another We episode, did, yeah, on the, that. yeah. And, but it, it, there's also, some, and I need to look more at this, but there's some other sort of like, um, like side story called uh, Chew Omnivore, which I think is the same characters, but a slightly different sort of, you know, part of the world. Um, so they switch back and forth between those two. Is this one of those things where like Marvel has like sixteen different versions of the universe, and you kind of like keep track of like which I, universe? Yeah. Is well, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. Or is that DC that does that? I can't. Keep I think it, I think it's Marvel. Yeah. So, do, so, do they all do it? Is there are there alternate Archies as well? Oh, oh my <laughs> God! Right. We, we totally. I totally. We never even mentioned that. So we had the episode. I think it was stripped. Right. Where we were talking about because we were talking about oh, all we were the different about Archie. Yeah, yeah. We were talking about all the different types of of comics. We were saying there's basically Batman, Superman. There's Archie, and there's like Garfield. Right. right. And then we were just joking. We're like, ha ha, how funny would it be if there was like actually good Archie? <laughs> how, how funny would it be? It's like the, the Donald Duck thing when they release in Germany. They have like this whole deep oh, yeah. How funny would it be if we opened it and it was like, oh my God. <laughs> it's life changing. <laughs> we should review an Archie comic. Yeah. The odds are pretty low. Well, yes, the odds are pretty low, but you know, Donald Duck. And then there's this thing. <laughs> incredibly. Archie. Well, no, no, yeah. no. It's actually really well reviewed. So it's, it's Afterlife with Archie. <laughs> Sounds, I can't believe I'm saying that out loud. Keep going. It's it's actually like a hardcore horror comic with the characters from Archie, and it's actually consistent in the Archie universe, other than the fact that they're undead. Minor, minor issue <laughs> but it's, is this it's canon. <laughs> apparently, well, it's, it's it is published by the Archie Company, so okay. it's not like it's some sort of off-brand thing. Sure, like sure. it's legitimately like they put it out. Mm-hmm. It is very well reviewed. It's apparently very good. The only problem is it's extremely sadistic in the in the storyline. Like mm-hmm. there's characters that die in very unpleasant ways and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But it's, I mean, it's legitimately, like, well-written, and, and people say, like, I would never read an Archie comic whatsoever. I read this, and it was awesome. It, incredibly. I mean, I can't, it is maybe the least likely thing that I've ever said on the show that turned out to be true. It was ridiculous. Do you, you guys remember talking about that? Oh, yeah, we were saying, like, oh, yeah, how funny would it be? And it's like, what the heck? It turns out. And actually, there's a, there's another, not as quite as crazy, but there's another um, series in the Archie universe where it's basically, like, they they explore, you know, if Archie went and married Veronica versus Betty, Okay. <laughs> the blonde and the brunette. 
so it, it, it's like this this weird like you know um it's almost like a science fiction thing where they explore you know what if he did this in parallel universe if he went and did the other thing but this crazy thing is that there's one character and this is insane but there's one character in the universe who actually skips between the different universes and is like, oh, so he, like he crosses over no 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 he appears in all the different comics and like he including even goes, like the original yeah he goes way back to like the 50s stuff in current comic books like the character will travel back to the original versions of archie and then also the current time and skip between the different alternate universes and he's like collecting data Something's going to happen. I know it's insane. It's insane. So. Wait, so is this like the longest setup ever? Like, did they have it might character be. in like the background? Years. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there's something. That's something. playing the long game. It, it's pretty It's pretty nuts. I mean, I'm tempted to say, I mean, we kind of talked about reviewing Archie after life with Archie. <laughs> Maybe we have to now because we've talked about it so much. But I, I just, you know, I, I saw that it was like, it's really like hardcore horror. So, I mean, mm-hmm. if you guys are into it, maybe we should check it out just because, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. We can see <laughs> Uh, I have to read a sample. For yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm like, right. It's, I'm just so fascinated by it. Yeah, it is. It's intriguing. <laughs> what do you guess? <laughs> I'm guessing they're not going to put that at the grocery stand, like <laughs> right there in the supermarket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Us magazine. Oh, yeah. yeah. How do we get on Archie? Was it? How do we get talking about Archie? Oh, about oh, Chew. So Chew. Chew yeah. But yeah, so, but am I crazy about like the the more like superhero comics where there's like bajillion timelines and different there is yeah yeah like, they, well which exact like it's it's like watching the time travel movie primer primer or however you pronounce yeah. it there's like bajillion timelines. yeah, yeah. It's like which exact batman am i reading right now yeah yeah they, they actually i can't remember the exact number but they have like there's like secret code for the proper like marvel mainline universe okay. it's like 291 or something like that i'll have to look it up okay but it's like the one that all the cool people know is like the one uh, yeah, and and I think they occasionally have to go back and check in with that just to like reground themselves. Like this is <laughs> this is actually what happened versus all these other possibilities. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's fascinating because I think it's like they're so cheap to produce compared to movies. Yeah, and you don't get all this you know crazy like you can't have somebody just walk in the middle of a comic book and be like you know what's going on with all these different characters and everything as like a mainstream reader, right? But if they have these really hardcore fans mm. then they can just mess with things and say okay well there's some stuff going on here but don't worry about that and they'll they're so into it that they don't they don't mind yeah and you don't need like four billion dollars to to you know launch a movie around it so they have plenty of freedom you know i don't know they just seem to explore these things it's kind of cool because you get different takes on characters like the the, the is the, and is the original storyline is it like has it continued non-stop since the beginning that's or? a great question i don't know and this actually kind of came up when we were talking about x-men as well because they, they kind of did the the same thing with the yeah. The more recent ones where they kind of went back in the yeah, past yeah. and brought the characters forward. But it, even like to the degree that the, the Spider-Man movies, they had the Sam Raimi movies. And when they ended that trilogy, they picked up this new take on the on the universe, which was actually uh, Brian Michael Bendis, I think was the writer. With like Gwen Stacy as the, you know, rather than, I forget what the other girl's name was, the other character's name. In the... Um, the original set. It was the the redhead. Yeah. Oh, uh, Kristen, um, Kristen Dunn's player and yeah, yeah, Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Yeah. So that, then there was a new take on it, you know, like 10 years ago with Gwen Stacy. And then the movie actually picked up that alternate timeline. So sometimes hmm. they sort of bleed over, hmm. um, which I actually think ends up being a more interesting story. But. One of the many reasons why comics are not approachable by mere mortals. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> seriously. It keeps people away from comics. Yeah, so. actually, on the cover of the yeah. new X-Men thing, like, literally the top line of the endorsement quote yeah. is like, this is where to start reading the X-Men comics. Because wow. it's such a common question. <laughs> Actually, that's yeah. a great idea. It is, that's it is. Really but smart. you can imagine like picking up a movie that's like Jurassic Park 1, and it's like, this is where to start watching the Jurassic Park movies. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> Why wouldn't it be? Dark Tower, you don't get that. No, not at all. And now we've just thrown Dark Tower into the episode notes. Yay. Mark it <laughs> off on your bingo cards now. 
need a bell. I feel, I feel like I said, we stopped even listing Dark Tower in the show notes. <laughs> Just <laughs> listen to the homepage. Sure we mentioned Dark Tower in that episode. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure Google has categorized us as a Dark Tower fan site. <laughs> <laughs> they linked to it on every page. All right. All right. Till next time. All right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> The Worth Orbit podcast is the number three Google Auto suggests. The, the first two episodes confirm my, or at least to me, confirm my uh, my thesis that you know, Piper Kerman and her husband or fiance mm-hmm. were the two least interesting characters on the show. The first two episodes of the new season, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it could be colorist. Colorist, <laughs> yeah. it's great because you're colorblind. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it gives you an out. It's like, oh, the color was off. Like, well, our colorist is color blind. Well, also, he's a dog. Oh, oh. I appreciate cynicism as much as the next guy. What? All right. So, and then I need a gap in this next part. Yeah. So you say this week on Low Earth Orbit. Uh, or no. We say uh, the introductions. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. Introductions. Pause. This week on Low Earth Orbit. Okay. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit, episode 45. Wait, introductions? Yes. <laughs> no Pause after the introductions. Pause after the introductions, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Low Earth Orbit, episode 45. I'm Steve Marmon. I'm Justin Voss. I'm Scott Stevenson. Wait, I probably should point in seconds. This is like on the video, isn't it? <laughs> it no, this part's not. No, 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 no. no that's that's the true. whole point. Yeah, it's the yeah. whole point. Yeah. That's why we Because you just have the little, like, yeah, the little, those little, like, titles. Well, all right. Yeah. One more time. Then. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. I'm Steve Marmon. No, nope. sorry. Welcome. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you are not. We're all good. We're ready.